Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. a series, come on, Unveiling Faith. We're pulling back the curtain of really what faith is. And I want you to realize that just because somebody says they believe or they say they have faith doesn't necessarily mean that they believe and that they have faith, right? It's easy to speak. It's easy to say something. It's completely different to walk it out day by day. This is why one of the most, I believe, eye-opening Um, things in all of the scripture is when Jesus is standing in front of people and they're saying, listen, we've prophesied in your name. We've baptized people. We've laid hands on the sick. We've done all of these incredible things in your name. And Jesus looks at them and he says, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, because I did not know you. See, there's a thing of confession. There's a thing of, of, of saying something, but yet actions have to follow for it to be real faith. And so we're talking about hard things. We're talking about cultural things. We're talking about, we're, we're answering questions that not only people in the church are asking, but people that have no relationship with God are asking in and through this series. So there's a topic that remains at the top of all of these conversations. And we're going to talk about it here today. The topic is the topic of forgiveness. Now listen, we talk about forgiveness here at Grace Church several times throughout the year. But if it's five times in the year, like there would be more, there would be enough, there would be, it would be purposeful for us to double that and talk about forgiveness ten times. Why? Because it's something that we continually deal with. So today the title of my message is Total Forgiveness. Let's go ahead and pray, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your word that changes lives. God, your word says that it goes out and it hits the mark. It doesn't return void. And Lord, today we need your word. We need the anointing of the Holy Ghost, God, in this place today so that there's a conviction, a change, a transformation that happens in our life so that we can A, receive forgiveness fully and completely, but also we can be extenders of your grace and your mercy and forgiveness as well. God, we bless you and we thank you and we pray these things today in Jesus' name. And everybody in the house said amen. Amen. Go ahead and turn to your neighbor and tell them just real quick, it looks like you can use a little church today. Now turn to your other neighbor and say, it looks like you can use a whole lot of church today. All right. So right out of the gate, I want you to know that there is a mandate to forgive. Like, this is not just a suggestion, it's a command, it's not an option. You must forgive. You have to forgive. It's not a a good idea, it's a God idea, and it's the only option for those that are believers. We see this with the disciples, you know what I mean, addressing Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but they come to Jesus and they say, hey, listen, will you do us a favor? Will you teach us how to pray? We've been watching you, and you pray differently than what we pray. Please teach us to pray. And so somebody say amen to the topic is prayer. 
Amen. The topic here is prayer. And so just kind of shadowing over this, Matthew 6, 6, it says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray. Come on to the Father and your Father who sees what is done in secret will bless you openly. He He will reward you. And when you pray, don't be like the pagans pray with a bunch of words. Come on, your Father knows what it is that you need before you even say one word. How many of you know that God knows what you need before you even open your mouth? How many of you know it's still important for you to open your mouth? Right? Somebody might say, well, I'm just not going to say anything then. And that's not the answer. And so Jesus finally gets to the point. He says, this is how you should pray. Our Father who art in heaven, you guys know the prayer. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our debts. What? Wait a second. Teach us to pray. And then all of a sudden it's talking about forgiveness. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. So right in the middle of Jesus teaching people how to pray, he's talking about forgiveness and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So Jesus caps off this model prayer, the perfect prayer. This is how you should pray when you pray, but he does so by giving instruction. The instruction is this, if you forgive people, When they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others of their sins, then check it. You will not be forgiven of yours. There is not an option here. There is not a, you know what, hey, I'm going to think about it a little bit. I'm going to work through some things just a little bit. If you don't forgive people that sin against you, you will not be forgiven by God, period, period, exclamation, period. Come on, this is a strong word. This is, this is strong medicine, and I encourage you not to gloss it over. And I'm telling you the reason why I say don't gloss it over, because as a pastor, I see many people, even most people, glossing over the topic of forgiveness, Come on, they will, they will say things like, I know I should, but I really can't. They will say, I have forgiven when they haven't forgiven. How do you know if you've forgiven? You know, Pastor Matt and, 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 and Eddie, they were, he was talking about, like, you can say something, but you're still carrying the weight and the chains of unforgiveness. Come on, it's evident to every single person that knows you But just because you're saying one thing, it doesn't mean that you've actually done it. You know what? That's called a lie. And there's a lot of Christians that have been wounded and hurt that say the right thing because there's a right answer and there's a wrong answer. And so we've learned to say the right thing. But once again, just because... Just because you you know what you should do, if you don't do it... Come on, it's not, a, it's not a, a blessing to your life. It has no effect in your life. Mark chapter 11, verse 24, I'm giving you a bunch of Bible this morning. There's no reason, honestly, for me to share anything outside of Bible, but just to keep your attention, I might share a story or two. I, a bunch of Bible on this topic, and I, even, I didn't even scratch the surface 
Mark eleven twenty four. I tell you that whatever you ask for in prayer, there's the topic again, believe that you've received it and it'll be yours. How many of you love answered prayers? Man, I love it whenever I go to God in prayer and I say, man, this is what I'm asking. This is what I'm needing, God. And then he does it. And I shouldn't be surprised by it, but I often am. There was a period in my, in my life about five years ago, I am telling you this is the craziest thing and God showed me this. The craziest thing, every single person, not one person did I pray for in the area of healing that didn't receive their healing. And we were talking about big things like cancer, like fourth stage cancer. There was a time where I was praying for a woman that was going into this was further back, but going into uh, heart surgery, and I had this bold faith of just like, man, God, when she, she's going into heart surgery tomorrow morning, Lord, when she goes in there, let them hook her up and check everything out, and then just send her home saying, your heart is just fine. And she called me back the next day about three o'clock and said, hey, listen, you know when they said, you know, they're going to send me home. I'm home. They said, there's nothing wrong with my heart. And I was like, really? I was so surprised. I was like, are you kidding? Wow. So amazing. So whenever it comes to asking God, like, listen, I want you to know this, that I often check myself. I'm constantly asking, do you believe what you're praying for this person? So when I'm praying for you and you got a marriage situation, you're like, listen, pray for my marriage. We're on the last leg. We're on the way out. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm praying. And as I'm speaking the words, I'm literally asking myself, do you believe that God is going to do what you've even just asked him to do? And I won't go further until I can say yes. Because it does absolutely nothing if you pray a prayer and you don't even have the faith to believe that God's going to do it. How many of you know that's Bible? That's good Bible right there. That's good word right there. Who said that? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. So it says, and when you're praying, if you hold anything, oh, here it comes again. Man, oh man, I'm not asking about forgiveness. I just want to know how to pray. And if you're praying and you hold something against somebody else, forgive them. Why? So that your Father in heaven may forgive you of your sins. It keeps rolling it back to, to listen, you need to forgive the people that have wounded you and hurt you. Luke 6, 37, more Bible. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you won't be condemned. Forgive and you'll be Forgiven, six words that will change any life in the entirety of the world. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Six of the most beautiful, powerful words that have ever been spoken. Forgive and you will be forgiven. So much power in that. Don't forgive, don't even ask. Because you will not, you will not be forgiven. It's not you might not be forgiven. It's like, listen, if you, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll weigh the scales. And if you do a little bit more good than bad, then you might be forgiven. If you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. Period. 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 Exclamation mark. Period. It will not happen. God will not go against his word. He will not forgive you if you don't forgive. But if you do forgive, then he will forgive you. 
Listen, it's possible. I talk to people all the time. Man, pastor, I've been praying and I've been doing this and I've been coming to church and I've been doing this and I've been reading my Bible and I've been doing this, but there's no breakthrough. There's no freedom. Come on, there's no release. There's no deliverance. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no. Maybe, possibly, it might be attached to your inability, come on, to forgive somebody that has hurt you and wounded you. Because if you're not going to apply the word, the word of God is going to be of no effect to you personally. This one area might be the one area that is keeping everything from coming together like the promises that God says over your life. You're looking at everybody else and it's like, man, everybody's saying, I hear God and God has told me this and God, God's not even speaking to me. He's not even delivering me. I go to him and I ask him to do all of these things, but he does nothing. Is it possible? Is it possible that the reason why you're not having the breakthrough that you're having, that you need, that you desire, that you're believing for because you have yet come on to forgive Somebody else that has hurt you. I'm telling you, it's very possible. And it's probably a lot more probable than any of us are thinking about. See, there's a secret, and this is the secret. The need to forgive and to be forgiven is always going to be there. It's not a one and done deal. It is always going to be present. You're never going to be in this life in a space and a place where you're not needing to forgive somebody or needing forgiveness yourself. It is a constant continuum. It will always be there. Luke chapter 17 and verse 1 says this. Jesus says to his disciples that, listen, things that cause people to stumble, they're always going to be there. They're going to come. Things that cause people to stumble. And there's another passage of scripture in this world, in the book of John, you're going to have trouble. It's always going to be there. It's, it, don't, don't pray crazy prayers like, Lord, never let there be anything bad that happens in my life. Because he already told you that bad things are going to happen. You're going to have trouble. And things that cause people to stumble, they're going to come. It goes on to say, but woe to anyone through whom they come. And so he says it would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. And so the idea is like people are going to hurt you, but woe to you that brings a little one. And it's not just talking about children, children. It could be young people in the faith, right? When you hurt even a grown man that's 60 years old, but he's young in the faith, like he might get wounded and, 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 and be brought to a, thank you, Russ. He might be brought to a space and a place where it's like, man, those Christians are just mean. I'm going to stop all that. I'm going to stop all that. So be careful. He's saying, listen, quit making people stumble. And then it goes on to say this, that be careful if your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. This word rebuke is a misunderstood word. You know what rebuke means? Have a conversation with them. Bring correction to the situation. Communicate with them. You know what most people do today when they're offended? They just quit talking. They, they shut down and they leave. That's not rebuking. That's not communicating. That's not, you know what I mean? We get passive aggressive and then we, we hide behind passive aggressive behavior. Well, it's better than me just being aggressive and putting my fist in their face. 
right? And so we, we buy into one thing. Come on, because it's a lesser of two evils. And I'm telling you this, that there's a whole bunch of people, come on, that are living wounded, unforgiven lives because they bought into this idea that passive aggressive behavior is okay behavior. And I'm telling you, I'm speaking to most people that are dealing with unforgiveness. This is a, a real hangup that the devil uses. I'm just not going to say anything about it. But yet you're cold, like you walk into the room and everybody's like, I need a jacket. You know what I'm saying? Like life just left the room. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Somebody say amen or something. Okay. All right. So, so rebuke them, confront them, talk about it. And then it says, because you've confronted the situation, it might bring about some change. It says, if they repent, forgive them. And then it goes even further, even if they, if, if they offend you seven times and seven times in one day, ask for forgiveness, even for the same thing, forgive them. Seven times in, in, in one day, you must forgive them. Not you should forgive them, you might ought to think about forgiving them. The apostles said to the Lord, because of this instruction, you know what their response was? Oh my goodness, please increase my faith. Increase our faith because I cannot do what it is that you're asking me to do in and through my own merit. And I'm just telling you this, that's absolutely right. But in the Lord, you can. You need more faith to be able to do this. Somebody say amen. amen. Why is this so important? This is so important because you're going to need in short order, maybe even at the same time, you're going to need what you're being asked to give. And so you need it for yourself from somebody else or definitely from God. You need what you're being asked to give. And if you aren't willing to give it, you won't get it. Every single thing that you're dealing with that that person has done against you or is currently doing against you, you're going to need yourself because you're going to do it to somebody else or you're doing it to the Lord right now. And it is directly tied to your ability, come on, to deal with that person as far as what you're going to get is what you give. So Peter is the outspoken one. How many of you know Peter would often open mouth, insert foot, at all the wrong times. When he should be quiet, he opens his mouth. And Peter always, it seems like, has a problem. And most of the time, his problem is with people, right? And so Peter, he's thinking, I'm pretty smart. I'm going to go ahead and bring this up. He says, then Peter came to Jesus. This is Matthew chapter 18, 21. You can check it out. Then Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Like he was being smart. Like seven, that's a whole bunch of times, right? I'm, I'm brownie button. You know what I mean? Teacher's pet. Remember those teacher's pet? They'd always bring a gift to the, to the teacher and you're like, what a suck up. You know, I should have probably taken a page out of that book. Maybe I'd gone further, but, but I guarantee you when Peter approaches Jesus, he has a list. 
He, he, has, he has some people on his mind. He's like got people that he is being challenged to forgive and he wants to make sure that he is able to forgive as little as possible. So he's like, listen, if somebody, you know, asks for forgiveness, like how many times should I forgive them? Like seven, and that was a big number. Come on, but Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Another version says 70 times seven. The idea here is Peter's counting. He is counting, and there's no way possible that you're gonna be able to count. Peter's wanting to add and subtract, and, and Jesus is saying, listen, you're gonna have to walk in continual forgiveness. If it's 490 times in one day, then it's 490 times in one day. That's what you're called to do. So today, I'm telling you, just as Peter has a list, the reason why you're given a white piece of paper is because already right now the Holy Spirit has given you some instruction on who you need to deal in the area of forgiveness. It may be yourself, it might be somebody else, it may be multiple people, but right now is the interactive part of the service. Don't worry, I'm not gonna ask you who you write down on the piece of paper. But right now, you need to cover it, hide it, you need to write down, does everybody have a piece of paper? Everybody have one? You need to write down a situation or a name. Don't tell me there's no, there's, there's no situation or name. Unless, of course, you are walking in, in maturity with the Lord and you've already done this in your own heart and your mind. That's very possible. If God's given you something, then I want you to write that down right now. I'm going to give you just a moment, a very quick moment, 20 seconds of a moment. Jesus explains here that you're going to have to walk in constant, unlimited forgiveness. See, people are going to hurt you a lot, is what he's saying here. And there's no way to really live in this world unless, of course, you want to be a hermit and move, you know, into the mountains and not have any issues. You're still going to have to deal with yourself, which is sometimes a, a big issue for us. But, but people are going to hurt you, and you cannot count that high as to how many times you should you know what I'm saying, extend forgiveness in those situations. See, you cannot control the trouble, but you can always control the response. You can always control the response. Jensen Franklin said it like this, forgiveness isn't about keeping score. He said it's all about losing count. See, whoever loses count the most wins. So how do you lose count? What do you do? You remain grateful that God is, has lost count whenever it comes to your sins and your shortcomings. I am so grateful that God has lost count when it comes to my sins and my shortcomings. And he's not asking me to do anything different than he's already and willing to do for me. He's done for me already. He's willing to do for me in the future. And he calls us as Christians and believers to do the same. So who should get my forgiveness? Who should get this kind of forgiveness? See, Jesus addresses this on the cross. From the cross, he's the lamb of God that was slain 
come on, for the sins of the world, right? And from the cross, this is after he's been beaten, after he's been ridiculed, after he's been spit on, after a corn, a, a horn of, uh, uh, a crown of horns, crown of thorns. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll get <laughs> a corn of horns. Okay. I was, <laughs> you know, hey, just stick with me. How many is hungry right now for some corn on the cob or something? <laughs> I was like, I'm getting there. I'm getting closer every single time. <laughs> a corn of thorns. <laughs> Come on, they've done all of this. They put a bag over his head and they would literally punch him and say, listen, like if, if you are the who you say you are, then then who was they're ridiculing, they're they're dividing his clothes. And after all of this, he's hanging on the cross. And in Luke 23, 34, Jesus says. Father, forgive them because they do not know what they are doing. After all of that, and I promise you, not one here has been mistreated and abused like he was mistreated and abused. After all of that, he says, Father, forgive them. See, he speaks out of this vertical place, this vertical love for the Father, but yet at the same time, he's addressing humanity, which is you and I that put him on the cross. He's speaking out of a vertical love for the Father, but yet he's addressing the wrongdoing that we, the hurt, the pain, the destruction that we have caused. And he's saying, listen, as the mediator is saying, forgive them because they do not know. I don't hold this against them. Don't you hold this against them. So who deserves it? Every single person. Who deserves it? The one that has hurt you the most. Everybody, the little things, the big things, the middle things. Only those who truly have been forgiven by God can forgive. And I'm telling you, the reason why, why this may be so difficult is because it's possible that you don't and you have not received full forgiveness from God. It's possible that you've went through the motion saying, yeah, I believe that there's a God. How many of you know that the devils even believe that there's a God? Satan himself knows that there's a God. But there's a difference between a profession of faith and walking out that faith every single day. And I'm not saying that we're not going to come up short. I'm not saying that, that we're not going to get it wrong. I'm not saying that we're not going to sin and we're not going to have shortcomings going forward. But what I am saying is the person that fully knows that they have been forgiven. Rick shared it in the pre-service meeting. He was like, man, when I was forgiven, the weight of the world was lifted off of my shoulders shoulders and that is a man that I can tell you by the description of what he shared out of his mouth has been forgiven so how foolish would it be for somebody that has experienced that to hold back from giving anything short of that to somebody else right but yet we do it we do it, and the reason why we need to talk about this topic 20 times a year is because we need to be reminded of what it is that we have received so we can give out of that place of receiving, we can extend it and release it to others. Because I promise you this, it's not the last time that you're going to need forgiveness. You're going to need it today, and you'll probably need it tomorrow, and you may need it the next day and going forward.
There's a thousand reasons to tap out and say, man, I just can't forgive anymore. There's a thousand and one reasons to do that. I've been lied to, I've been hurt, I've been canceled, I've been forgotten, I've been talked about, I've been uninvited, I've been abandoned. People have intentionally said things. They knew that it would get back to me. They said it anyway because they wanted to hurt me and you're telling me that I should forgive these people? Yes, 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 and 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 yes. And yes, and yes, they do it again. And how many times? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Because my friend, there's nobody in here that needs forgiveness more than you do. We continually break the Father's heart. We continually come up short. We continually, and he's saying, listen, all of it is available to you. As much mercy and grace as you're willing to receive from me, I have for you. But it comes with a responsibility. And that responsibility is to extend it to the people that do the very same thing to you that you are doing to me. Yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, and yes. See, forgiveness is a choice. You can make the choice to live out of the bucket of forgiveness, or you can choose to live out of the bucket of bitterness. Love and forgiveness, or pain and bitterness. And you can tell when people are living out of a certain bucket. It's obvious in how they live, it's obvious in their countenance, it's obvious in how they, obvious in how they interact with society. And once again, you can't do it by yourself, but in Jesus you can. Forgiveness is a choice. What bucket will you respond from? I went to Boise before we flew, before we flew out to Kansas this last week. I've been having about six months of chronic neck pain and so, They've done two sessions of dry needling. And, um, and anyway, wow, what a deal that is. But it's working, and so I've got several more sessions to do. But they stick needles about two inches into your neck and your back, and it's just wild stuff. But we were in a hotel because the, the appointment was early the next morning. And I'm not going to get up at 4 o'clock to get to the appointment early the next morning. So we went down, and we stayed the night. And I love hotels. I love hotels. My wife and I, we got a routine when we go to the hotel. We stay up late and I get up early. And I get, I go to, I go to early breakfast. And, and because they have, they have, they have holy waffles at this hotel and bacon and sausage. And so she's not much of a breakfast eater. So I go down early and I get loaded up on my on holy waffles and then I get coffee and I take it back to her up into the room. But this last week, it's interesting I'm talking about this, this last week I'm in the hotel and I'm the only one in there. I'm the only one in there. And, and then all of a sudden there's these two construction workers that you can tell are from the inner city. You can tell everything by the way that they're dressed uh, to, to the way that they talk, the way they communicate before they even open their mouth. You're like, these guys are not from these parts. The great big city of Boise was small town living to these guys and every single word, 
every other word. And listen, this typically doesn't bother me because I'm a Marine. I've been around it a lot. Like I can separate language, but just the, 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 the way and the energy that they were using this foul language, it just was irritating me. And it was irritating me. It was irritating me. And I was just getting inside myself and inside my head. And then all of the sudden, there are these, these families that are starting to come in and with little kids and there's women. Like foul mouth is one thing. You know what I'm saying? I think you should get rid of it if you got a foul mouth. But it's one thing if you're around a bunch of dudes, a bunch of guys, and something slips out every now and then. I'm not telling you it's good, but I, like, I get it, right? I get it. I'm not going to judge you. But I'm telling you what, there's something, there's a big problem when there's a woman that, that enters into the space and, and the, the language doesn't change. And then there's a bigger problem if there's little kids that enter into the space and the language doesn't change. And there was no, these, these people were so far removed from reality and I was getting just, I, I could feel my blood just, just boiling. They were 25, 26, 27, maybe 30 years old. And, and, and one of the guys was glancing around the room and, he, and we locked eyes. And, and I was like, there's no way I like, I want you to feel what I'm feeling right now by the, by the eyes, the, 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 the connection that we're making here. And he, he bowed up too. He was like, I ain't leaving either. And so we just looked there at each other for a second. And I am in now in my mind, what I'm doing is I'm thinking, how's this going to play out? You know, like, like, listen, I'm 52 years old, but in my mind, like I still know Kung Fu. You know what I'm saying? In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to go and I'm getting off first. I'm getting off hard and I'm not going to wait. And in my mind, this is playing. And I'm like, I'm thinking, have you ever told yourself like in your mind and then you verbalize it like, this guy doesn't even know who he's messing with. (laughs) You ever had that conversation? And then all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost said, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, like, like it was like that. Like, what are you? Who are you? What are you doing? And I'm just saying that things can happen so quickly. This is such a small thing. And some of you are dealing with much bigger things than somebody being foul mouthed in a, in a public area. Like you are dealing with such such more difficult things than that. And the Holy Spirit said, what are you doing? And all I'm saying is, is that whatever happens can happen so quickly and you can have more regrets than it's worth. It happens in a hurry. And I'm just saying, we got to draw into the Lord. We got to walk in the spirit so we do not fulfill the lust and the desires of the flesh. David, I got to hurry up here. David was talking about a, a dear friend of his, Ahithophel, I think is how you say it, but as a dear friend, a close friend, come on, an equal to him. And then when he had problems with his son, like this, this friend of his absolutely betrayed him. I encourage you to look it up, but... David is basically saying here, like, listen, it's, one, it's not the ones that I don't know. It's not the ones that I don't know. It's the ones that I worship with. It's the ones that, it's the ones that I share life with. These are the ones that hurt you, come on, the most, the ones that abandon you. What are you called to do? You're called to forgive them. 
The Bible calls us to walk in forgiveness. Why? Because it's a walk of freedom. What you give is what you're going to get. It begins with Jesus on the cross. How many of you know that that was costly for him? Like we, we're thinking, man, this forgiveness is, it seems so cheap and it's just so, you know, it's so easy. It was easy for us. It wasn't easy for him. But guess what? The same cost, it's called sacrifice, that, that took him to the cross is the same thing that he is asking you to do whenever it comes to people that have hurt you. To pick up your cross, come on, to, to sacrifice, come on, your, 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 um, your rights. Because how many of you know the world says, listen, you've got a right. If somebody hits you, man, you sock them back twice as hard. But because of Christ in your life, you don't have that. You don't get that right. And let me just remind you, you did not earn an ounce of forgiveness that you were given. There was nothing that you did that was good that you could say, man, I qualify. Skipping that, going to skip that too. I'm going to skip that because I got three steps of forgiveness that I've got to give you real quick. Number, actually, I want to read this. Ephesians chapter 431 says this, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander. Slander is repeating a secret. It, it's sharing a secret about somebody. Come on, it's gossip. It goes further than gossip. It's slander. You, you're, you're, you're mindful of the hurtfulness that it is going to create for the person that you're talking about. Uh, some of you guys need to get rid of that. Uh, along with every form of malice. Malice is this, an intentional desire to be mean and cruel. That's what malice is. We don't use these words. It says, be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other just as in Christ God forgave you. So the first step is this, remember. Number one, remember. Hey, just check this out. Right now, if there's somebody here that needs to get baptized, I want you to know this, that baptism is so important. Come on, it's going public with the work that God has done in your life. And I just felt like this weekend, I'm going to, we got the water nice and warmed. If you haven't been baptized and you want to get baptized, I've got shorts and a shirt already ready for you. Is there somebody that needs to enter the waters of baptism this morning? Anybody? If not, that's great, wonderful. But if it is, the best thing that you could do is make that decision today. Is there anybody here that needs to needs to see baptism is exactly it's, it's dealing with what it is that we're dealing with here today it's going public saying you know what i am not bound anymore i am absolutely free i've been set free and it's going public is there anybody here that needs to get baptized this morning did somebody raise their hand come on how old is how old are you what's that nine is your mama here Talk to your mom and see if that's all right, okay? And then we will, we will absolutely, if you're good to go with it, and if not, we'll get you on the schedule some other time, okay? I love that. All right, so first step is to remember. We've got to remember what it is that God has done for us. See, you're going to find an ability to release forgiveness out of a place of receiving. What you have received, you can extend to somebody else. So many people, and especially people that have walked with God for a long period of time, we come to a space and a place where we have amnesia. We forget all of the things that God has forgiven, forgiven us of. And I'm telling you this, that, that, that we need to pray against head injuries. 
We need to remember, come on, what it is that God has done for us. Some of us have been washed and wiped clean and God's calling us to do the same thing for somebody else. All right, number two is we gotta waive our rights. Waive your rights to get even. You may have, and, and you'll be surrounded by a group of people that, that they're supporting you saying, yeah, get them, get them back. Man, you don't deserve that. You need to make them pay for it. First of all, you're around the wrong people. You need to get a new crowd, a new, new inner circle. I'm not saying leave those people. You need to stay connected to those people, but you need to get your advice from people, come on, that are, that are, that are, that are a little bit more mature in the Lord. Amen. You, gotta, you can't just get advice from anybody. Are you getting up to get baptized? Okay. <laughs> anybody that moves, I'm like, you want to get baptized? We'll baptize you right now. We love to baptize people. All right. Romans chapter 12 says this. I love this. And this is in the message. Forgive me. But if you were smart, if you were smart, you would write this scripture down in the message and you would put it on your mirror and you would look at it every single morning. I love how this sounds in the message. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy and share tears when they're down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with the nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. Boy, that's a good scripture right there. See, you got to stop putting effort and getting even because it's exhausting. Old school uh, statement that we used to say is let go and... Let God. Sometimes we got to live in that place. Psalm 103, 12, I told you I'm sharing a lot of scripture. As far as the east is from the west, come on, he has removed our transgressions from me. So over and over, he forgives me. And every single day, his, for, his, his remembrance of sin, first of all, there is no more, but he gets extended further and further. So every day, I'm more and more forgiven. The third step is this. It's an easy one. Do it all over again. Go back to step one. Go back to step two. And when you get done with those, do it all over again. Just keep repeating it over and over. When somebody hurts you, when somebody hates on you, when they forget you, when they talk about you, forgive, 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 right? The prisoner that you're releasing is yourself. You're the prisoner when you have unforgiveness in your heart. It doesn't hurt them at all. It hurts you. They're living their life. You're bound and chained and shackled. Hebrews 12, 15, another scripture. See to it that nobody falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. How many of you know that, oh, look at that. I am done, woo. I'm not done, but it's saying I'm done, but I'm gonna keep going. Somebody say amen. 30 more minutes. Somebody say amen. 
No, we can't do that. We can't do that. So what I want you to know that a root of bitterness at some point, it's going to affect the tree. One guy said it like this. If you've got a bad well, the, that bad water comes up in the bucket that you're bringing up to, to serve to your family to cook with, right? Come on, to, to, to mix with the formula that you're giving your children. See, if you've got a root of bitterness, it's not just going to affect your life. It's going to affect every person that you love and care for as well. Matthew 5, 7, this is the last one. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Can we give the Lord a hand clap just this morning? I am so grateful for the grace and mercies of God. And Lord, let me never forget what it is that you have done for me. And out of this space of receiving... Let me, allow me, help me with the help of the Holy Ghost in my life to release people that have hurt me. And Lord, don't let me just do it in and through the words that I speak. Yeah, I forgive him. But yet, everything about the whole situation shows that I haven't. I can't do this on my own, Lord. Increase my faith. As the apostles said, increase my faith. This is a tall order, but it's not so tall when we view it through the lens of what it is that you do for us every single day. The very area, Lord, that you are calling me to forgive somebody else in is the exact area that I'm going to be needing forgiveness in going forward. How foolish would it be for me to hold back from them and receive from you? Help us in this area, Lord, because it's not okay. It's not okay to go through the motions, to give lip service in this area. It requires work and it requires sacrifice. Just as the Lord went to the cross, it was not easy. It was hurtful, but he did it because of the vertical love of the Father and the love for us. We would not be forgiven had that cross not been in the plan. So Lord, let us go to the cross. Let us do for others, maybe even what they can't do for themselves. Lord, let, let people that hurt us see the love of God through us so that they may be drawn to you even more. Wow. Wow. That's our prayer today. And Lord, I pray that as people have written these things down on their papers, I pray that you help them to walk it out and do whatever it is that they need to do quickly. Don't let another day pass. Let there be many phone calls and conversations even this week. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. God bless you all. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.